Yo, what is up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Big Four Podcast. My name is Luke Ryan with the usual Brian, Nick, and Andrew. How are you guys doing? Go today? Pets! Go Pets! I couldn't hold it in. Go Pets! Go how, pets. How, Go am, pets. how am I doing? <laughs> pets. I'm back. Is there nothing you can do about it? America's worst nightmare, baby! Okay. <laughs> America's pets. worst freaking nightmare is back, baby! Atop the AFC! And as always, we are number two stars for all things sports. If you know, you know, go follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Big Four underscore podcast. Of course, the Patriots beat the Bills on Monday Night Football. Uh, Mac Jones, fantastic game. One for three. Really for had it going. Three. Two for three, idiot. Oh, uh, well, two for three. Sorry. For, what, 19 yards? Uh, did I get that yeah. right? Yeah. Two uh, for three. Zero, zero turnovers. Ooh. Extremely Ooh. smart. No, with I, was talking about, I was talking about his incompletions. He was one for three. In incompletions, uh, Bruh. yeah, he had a fantastic game. Um, and yeah, no one else really did. He kind of stole the show, yeah, it was great. I mean, it's a great win. Um, big, big clown bag we're talking here by the name of Doug McDermott. What are you saying Sean. in your Sean? I'm sorry, Sean, Sean, I'm sorry, <laughs> I was gonna Doug. say, Sean, uh, Mr. Pacers, no, Doug McDermott, he doesn't, doesn't he play basketball? Yes. Yeah. Sean McDermott, my guy. You cannot say that that game had nothing to do with the head coach of the New England Patriots. You clown. You cannot go into a press conference and say, well, I, we're going up against, we went up against the, uh, the best coach of all time, but uh, he really didn't have anything to do with it. Guy, come on. You're talking about Bill Belichick here. Absolutely ridiculous. Great game though, the the conditions were just incredible. It was actually really fun to watch because it was just some moments were just, you know, Nikhil, just absolutely pathetic. But you know, got the win. That's what. Yeah, I think the the biggest takeaway that my takeaway was that it shows the league <laughs> that the Pats actually have a very good twenty two players, very very good roster because there aren't many teams in the league that could tell the opposing team what play they're going to run and still beat them. And the Patriots, the Bills, put 11 guys in the box on almost every play. They knew what play New England was going to run. They knew it. They knew the play. They knew the England was going to run it between, between the tackles. And New England ran between the tackles, and Buffalo could not stop it. They lost the game that way. What does that mean? That's not coaching. Okay? That is personnel. That is one team thoroughly dominating, being better, being more physical than the other team. And I said last week, Buffalo's not a physical team. They never have been. They've lost to physical teams. New England's a physical team. They manhandled Buffalo at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. Buffalo couldn't run the ball on them. They couldn't. Buffalo's offense scored 10 points in those conditions. That's expected. New England's defense is great. The question is, was New England going to be able to score 14 points on Buffalo? If you told me Mac Jones was going to throw the ball three times, I would have said no way because I don't have faith in that personnel. I didn't until yesterday when New England thoroughly dominated Buffalo's personnel, which means I'm taking New England's 22 guys. Take the coaches out of the, out of the picture. I am taking the 22 guys in the Patriots over the 22 guys in the Bills 10 days out of 10 days. 10 times out of 10, I'm taking New England or Buffalo players, not coaches, just the players, because Buffalo knew what play New England was going to run, and they couldn't stop it. That shows something about the personnel, which means New England is a deeper team than we thought they were. Not only are they well coached, very disciplined, and very 
we just never realized it just because they don't have the flashiest receiver or the biggest running back or the best quarterback just because they don't have those guys that it's still, we're still forgetting about the offensive line. We're still forgetting about the whole defense and new England, the thoroughly dominated Buffalo team that we thought had a great personnel team that Andrew thought was going to win the super bowl because of their personnel. Okay. And that's Oops. nothing against Andrew, but you know, <laughs> we, we, I mean, I, I thought they were going to make the playoffs at least when the AFC East probably get to the championship game, maybe even go to the super bowl. Okay. Their personnel is great, and they still couldn't beat New England. And they knew what play was coming. That does that. This game, aside from the conditions, proves so much more because you can't tell someone what you're going to run and still beat them, except New England did against Buffalo last night, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it really shows how valuable having that sixth guy on the O line um, is with with New England because there was there were several um, plays where they were running. They had two tackles on one side, they had six down linemen, and then they also had two tight ends in the game. Um, that was the case with um, with Damian Harris's big run. And, I mean, you just can't really match up with that if you have six physical linemen like the Patriots have. They're just – it's just strength in numbers, and they just don't have – they just don't have the people for it. The Patriots are probably the, be- the most complete team in the NFL – Buffalo, I mean, it's been the, – the narrative has been going around. It's definitely been proven. They, their offense is too one-dimensional for, any, for them to succeed in the playoffs or against any good teams, you know, in the regular season. Um, they don't have a run game. Their offensive line isn't very good. Um, and then their run defense has been exposed against Jonathan Taylor and now against the Patriots. And you don't have Trey White. So there's a lot of there's a lot of questions with this team, and uh, you know it just leaves up to the, it just leaves the question up in the air. Like, can this team actually win a playoff game this year because they're missing so many parts, and because they're so one dimensional on offense? And you talk about who can be the Patriots in the playoffs. I think there are only two teams that have the pop potential to beat New England in the playoffs, and that's Indy and Tennessee, just because of the run attack. Um, but we're going to find out this week about Indianapolis. I look at Baltimore. I say Baltimore's terrible throughout. We can thoroughly agree. New Baltimore can't, can't, doesn't have a chance. They turn the ball over too much, and they can't play defense. They're missing their two quarters. I look at Kansas City. Kansas City can't cover the spread. They play everyone close when they shouldn't be playing everyone close. I've lost. I lost Bath in Kansas City last night. Their defense is clearly carrying them, which we, New England, been able to exploit good, even good defenses this year. I look at, um, Buffalo, we just beat Buffalo, Chargers, Bengals. I think those, I think Tennessee and Indianapolis, the only two teams that can run the ball very, very efficiently are the only two teams that can beat New England. Indy's obviously a big downgrade from Tennessee. We'll find out in two weeks if we can beat Tennessee, which I, I mean, um, Indy, which I think will, will kill them. Um, and then I think it just comes down to avoiding Tennessee in the playoffs, which they obviously could. Um, but I, I mean, if Tennessee's your biggest threat to the playoffs, you're living life. Right. And New England, yeah. they have one threat right now, in my opinion, one legit threat, one healthy. And we, have a, we don't even know if Tennessee's going to be healthy. And that's their only. Yeah. Threat. What's what's the status on Derrick Henry? I know that there was he's, a chance of him coming back for the playoffs, but I'm not sure. He's supposed to come back during the before the before season is end. Heavily week doubt 17. That. But yeah. who knows? I don't know, like the total severity of his injury. Like, obviously, I know it's bad and it's going to take several weeks. It obviously happened a while ago, so I just don't know where he is, like, in the process of actually getting back on the field. I don't know where he's at. 
Yeah, Brian, the re- that's the re- where he is. <laughs> I saw Luke give me a weird face when I said Indianapolis. The reason I say Indianapolis is because that wasn't the weird face. That was the weird face. Oh, what was the weird face too? Uh, well, the first the weird face was when you well when you said Indianapolis, I guess. But like, I don't, that's not something that I'm arguing. It's when you left out Kansas City. I still think they're the biggest oh. threat just because. Well, well, Kansas, Kansas, Kansas City because. Kansas City played very sloppy offense against Denver. They played very sloppy offense all year besides one game against Las Vegas, especially in the recent couple of games. They're being carried by their defense, which we know Belichick's always been able to exploit that defense. We know Belichick's always been able to exploit that Kansas City defense, and they're not strong defensively. Um, and, no. and it's clear, Kansas City gets beat this year by sound, fundamental, and football teams who protect the football, who don't turn the ball over. Kansas City gets beat because Kansas City is going to lose a turnover battle every single game. If they can't force any turnovers, they're going to lose because Mahomes is going to turn the ball over. So I look at Kansas City and I say, you get a team with New England that's very disciplined that doesn't turn the ball over, that's the worst thing you want if you're a Chiefs fan. That's the worst. That's the last thing you want for Patrick Mahomes, to play a team that's not going to give you the ball back, which is New England. They're not going to turn it over. Kansas City will. New England won't. That's your issue. And those yeah. are going to pay. And we know playoff games are very close. It doesn't matter who you're playing in the playoffs. We rarely see many blowouts in the playoffs. When you're turning the ball over to when you're losing turnover turnover battle like two nothing, which they might if they play New England in the playoffs, that's big. Those are two big possessions that you could lose, and that would swing the game easily. So that's why I don't think Kansas City is. I'm not. I have zero. I watched Kansas City Sunday football, and I was. <laughs> they couldn't move the ball. They, they couldn't move the ball. Like they, they struggled to move the ball. They got points from their defense. They couldn't move the ball yeah. downfield. That final um, score of that game. Twenty-two. It was like they, 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 not they, spread. they won by like they won by like ten or eleven. A single second of it, but I think. But the, it's because Broncos crazy. offense. The Broncos offense was just horrendous that whole game. Well, the Broncos yeah. stink. Kansas City's defense was yeah. ball hawking the secondary. They got like a couple picks, but I'm not afraid of Kansas City because they can't move the ball offensively right now against good defenses, and they turn the ball over which is not good. So yeah. if you're going to turn the ball over, you better be able to move the ball offensively, which they clearly can't do against a good defense. That's why I'm not worried about Kansas City. Indy and, t- Indy and Tennessee, you don't have to have a good passing attack to be those two teams because they run it so well. So that you don't have to worry about that. They, they make up for it. They can control time of possession. They can do whatever they want when they can run the ball well. It's just all about coaching them, which and I take Belichick over both of those coaches. Um, it's not, much, not so much personnel, which we've established. New England's got a really good personnel. They just they just out muscled Buffalo last night. Um, yeah, that's why I'm not afraid of Kansas City. Yeah, sticking with Kansas City. I mean, look at just look at Patrick Mahomes. I mean, 15 of 29. That's right around 50 percent completion percentage. Less than 200 yards, no touchdowns, one pick, and then a rushing touchdown. So I mean, they scored one offensive touchdown, one defensive touchdown, and then. Um. Then a few, how many? He's had like yeah, one game three, with a good QBR in the last like eight points. games. He's had like yeah. one game with a good QBR in the last like eight games. And that was the, the Vegas game. That was like the only game where he's had a QBR over 100. Mac Jones has done it like almost every single game he's played outside of last night. Yeah. I'm um, not saying Jones is better than Mahomes by any means. No. But when you talk about efficiency, he's far more efficient. And he gets the job done. And New England's got yeah. a running game that can su- support him, unlike Kansas City. And New England's got a defense that forces turnovers and can get off the field, unlike Kansas City, against a good offense, which they've shown not to be able to do. They didn't against the Chargers. They didn't against Buffalo. They really struggled against Cleveland. They, their defense lost them again against Baltimore. right? So Kansas City's defense has shown against sound offenses that they can't get off the field. 
and New England's not going to turn the ball over to them, and they have a sound offense, and they control time possession, and they can force turnovers on defensively, that's the last thing you want the Chiefs. New England takes advantage of sloppy offenses and sloppy defenses. That's literally what the Chiefs are, a sloppy offense and a sloppy defense. Where yeah. They get big plays every now and then, but that's what they bank on, right? That's what they bank on. They bank on getting big plays. When they're making mistakes and the other team isn't making mistakes, like New England does, that's the last thing you want to see if you're Mahomes or you're Andy Reid, too. That's the last thing you want to see. That's why I'm not afraid of the Chiefs. It's a team that can control possession and run the ball like the Colts and the Texans and the Titans that I'd be somewhat afraid of. Yeah, and, I mean, go, sticking with Kansas City's defense, obviously, like, the biggest sports saying of all time is you're only as strong as your weakest link. When you have Daniel Sorensen on your defense, you will struggle against yeah, teams that are good on offense. Defensive touchdown against the Broncos. Let's not get, forget that. The Chiefs kind of, like, forced, yeah. like, three or four turnovers against Denver, and the, and Mahomes still – Their offense couldn't catch in? Their offense could not – they couldn't move the ball. They had to get points from their defense. Their defense touchdowns allowed them to cover the spread. Otherwise – We'd be talking if Sorensen didn't get that pick six. We're talking or fumble six. We're talking a whole nother game, right? Where now it's like, oh, the Chiefs couldn't even. The Chiefs struggled to beat Denver at home in prime time. The Chiefs can do that, and you're talking a whole different game if that defense doesn't come through, and they're being carried by a very average defense, which is not good. Denver like had what? Did you have something to say? Two at fourth and one at the ten, and they like handed it off and got tripped up in the backfield like right before the half. Yeah. Could have been a tie game at the half. Kansas is bad. They're bad. They're yeah. a bad team. Mm-hmm. Look, did you have something to say? Uh, I was just going to s- still say that my answer is still Kansas City just because it is still Kansas City. Like, yeah, they've had a really bad season and the sample size continues to grow as we get farther into the season. Um but it's still Kansas City. Like the last two years, they've been a historically amazing offense. And the only thing that uh, would concern me if I were the Patriots are those big plays. Like if they get off to big plays early and have an early lead, will Mac be able to throw for 300 plus yards to get them back into that game? Like I don't, I don't know because he really hasn't done it. He's thrown for 300 plus, but that's also in games that are actually timeout fact check i'm gonna fact check that because i don't know if he has but if he has he threw for 300 has. against tennessee so, which wasn't okay. really and i was gonna say by the way if, the if patriots are also elite at preventing big plays i'm just gonna throw it in there okay but it's still the chiefs like they have they didn't do any against denver play. the chiefs haven't had a big play all denver. season uh yeah, chiefs haven't had many big I plays think, this year they were very average in denver i think what luke is trying to say is that they have shown that in the past and they can the two, and then two seasons, at, at, yeah. yes. And at some point they could revert to that at any time. Mm-hmm. I think that's what he's trying to say. And yeah, and they're his, also one, his one 300 plus game was against Tennessee. And that really wasn't yeah. like, that, that 300 is way more different than if they're down by a ton in a playoff game and need to get back into the game. 300, like those are completely yeah. two, two completely different numbers. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, obviously, other who knows than Chiefs are going to make the damn playoffs. They got a tough and, schedule down the stretch. And here. if we're going to be afraid of <laughs> Mac Jones and the Patriots falling behind to any to the Chiefs and having to come back, then we just might as well chalk up every team to make the playoffs as a possible threat to the Patriots because there's the possibility of every single team going up early against the Patriots, and then that would force Mac Jones to have to come back. There's a that possibility exists for every single team. I don't think okay. equally, but it does, and I don't. And the big play exists for every team as well. So I yeah, think but the Chiefs do it more frequently, but at the same time, they turn the ball over so much. 
Yeah, well, it's they also, haven't turned the ball over as much. Lately. It's the it's the Chiefs, and they do it more frequently. Yeah, that's why it yes. it would be more of an issue. Like you're not gonna see Carson Wentz throw like a seventy yard bomb to freaking T Y Hilton in the first quarter. Like you see yeah. that all the time with Kelsey or or Tyreek Hill. Not seventy yards because that's ridiculous. But like they've done. Not this recently. is what they do. I, I that's I'm I'm not saying recently they're, I'm saying that they've yes, they've been bad this season. Still the past two I think past two a years team. the past two they years have they have been the most dynamic matter. offense in football for two whole seasons two whole seasons yeah. they've had thirteen rough weeks big sample size I know but they're still capable of doing that because they have the same exact team that they've had for the past three seasons now. Fine, I just Agreed. don't believe it'll happen. Okay, you you don't have to. I'm just saying that's the. That's the they most likely the scenario. That's the yeah. most likely scenario that will put the uh, Patriots in a bad position. Like, yes, the if Derrick Henry uh, is available for Tennessee, that would be bad, and he can run all over New England. Whatever. I don't see that happening as much as Kansas City coming in, dropping a bunch of points on New England, and they're after recover. I don't know. That's that. In my opinion, that would be the most detrimental to New England is if Kansas City uh, starts to be look like the past Kansas City. Yeah, I definitely, I agree with that. Um, I th- So another team that's been struggling offensively and obviously lost a pretty tough one this, this weekend was Baltimore. Um, I really don't have any faith in them anymore. Lamar Jackson turns the ball over way too frequently. Um, I just, I, I, People have been saying, "Oh, when are they going to figure out how to how to defend Lamar Jackson?" I think I think they're starting to figure it out. Um, Jackson's to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Himself. No, yeah, it's not as much as teams are defending him; it's as much as he's just trashing on himself. He's not just, even top fifteen. He's just turning the ball over too much right now. Yeah, it's 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 real bad, and I don't I don't mind the uh, the Ravens going for two in that situation to win the game simply Why because do you not that's block TJ Watt. That's all I'm going to say. Why do you not the block TJ Watt? Right? The Donald year. Yeah, that's what they go on. They go for it on fourth down all the time. That's just what they do. So I don't mind it. The only thing that I really have to say is that you know when you have that sort of situation, you have a guy come toward. You. Obviously, it's the probable defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. He's um, lately you can move up in the pocket in order to evade him and that's an easy throw in the area there's absolutely no one and what lamar jackson's effectively done in past years in that situation is use his legs which are obviously the best part of his game is running the ball and he's been able to do that very effectively get out of the pocket use his legs make guys miss and we've seen a lot less of that this year, or at least a lot more of him throwing the ball, where now he's learning, like, all right, I got to go back in the lab. I got to work on my arm. I got to work on my decision-making because he's trying to be too electric. He's trying to find the open guy. It seems like he's also trying to force the ball to Marquise Brown way too much. Um, and now, now he's actually starting to learn how to be a quarterback rather than a dynamic playmaker. There's a difference. There's a difference between being a playmaker and a game manager. And he has the playmaker thing down pat. He's always had it. But he doesn't have the game manager part down flat pat where he have to know where to make the right throws. Mac Jones is the opposite. Mac Jones isn't much of a playmaker. He can't do much with his legs. But he is an amazing game manager just like Tom Brady is. And those guys don't turn the ball over too much. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, needs to get the game manager down in him 
and he'll be he'll be a much better quarterback. But that's why he's turning the ball over because he's just not a game manager yet. He's got to be able to lead a team. He can he could be use his legs, be dynamically to come back, but he's still going to make big mistakes if he can't manage games well, which he hasn't been able to this year. Yeah, but the only thing I'm going to say is you idiot. I said it. I don't know if you guys heard me, but why do not block T.J. Watt? Like he he wasn't touched. He wasn't touched. Well, you just say, oh yeah, we're not going to block the defensive player of the year who had three and a half sacks. What? What? Excuse me. I mean, should the Harbaugh's flip because that was whole horrendous. Yeah, I know Jim Harbaugh's coaching better than John Harbaugh. That, that's why I said they should flip. Yeah, they should. That was that's that's very true. Mm, um, that was horrible. How about also? I want to throw this in there. How about the Patriots winning and going down the power rankings? I just love saying that. They they were like three last week, another four this week, or just staying the same. They beat Buffalo Bills, and they're going they down the power four, rankings. They were four last week. Or staying the same, they beat the Bills and stay the they same in the power rankings. But well, who, I mean, who, well, who's ahead of them? I get like Tampa, Green Bay, Arizona. Yeah, like I, I, okay. they're, they're they're first of the AFC teams. I, I don't have a yeah, problem. that's that's what matters. As long that, as they're first the entire the NFL does not matter. Yeah. Breaking news: the coldest to ever do it. Oh, Crawford transferring from LSU. No, the coldest is, he is transferring. He entered the portal, decommit, or he, he's yeah. Oh, I don't know. Did, did he, he just do it? To today? He's going to Oklahoma. After careful consideration and long talks with my family, I would like to de- op- reopen my recruitment and decommit from LSU. Has he not even been there? Was he still a recruit? Actually, no. I think he was a senior this year. He's a high schooler. I think it was a 2022 kid. Yeah, so he decommitted. <laughs> Damn. Pull this battle land at Bama. <laughs> facts. That's because of Ed Orgeron, obviously. Fact. Yeah, Brian Kelly ain't much of yeah. a pull, I guess, there. My family uh, from Massachusetts. My, my family from oh Charlestown. My God, that was pathetic. <laughs> Go Tigers. What else was there? What? Sorry, I wasn't listening. Uh, what were we talking about? We we're talking about the power rankings. Oh, I didn't look at them. How about the Ooh, let's talk some socks. Um, <laughs> during the lockout. Let's yeah. talk about Yexo Rios. They... We can we can talk about uh, the Japanese guy, Seiya Suzuki. He's coming to the socks. Oh, yeah. I heard Is he actually. Them. Yeah, he follows the Red Sox from the Red Sox only on Instagram, baby. Woohoo! <laughs> That guy's about hits absolute mondo nukes. Guy's a beast. He's hit like three thirty with for like thirty and hundred the last like five seasons. We literally just signed like mini Shoei. Pretty much, and those guys aren't that expensive right away. So you get him, and then you flip a coin for either Schwarber or Story. I say Schwarber, but Story. No, how, thank how... you. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you it want says Story. The, the socks <laughs> have checked in on him, so they've checked in on everybody. But hey, yeah, interest kings. How old's the guy? Kings. I like 30. 27. Oh, yeah. Okay. 27. Yeah. Is it that's that's what they're usually at. Um that would that would oh! be that'd be kind of the Lions nice. won. The Lions won. Vikings suck. Oh. Vikings suck. <laughs> okay, I was a big yeah. Vikings so, guy. Oh, they're the best one in eight team in the NFL. They I mean, really they losses. were. They lost all their games by one score or less. Yeah, they, they lost to the Lions by one score. They lost every game by seven loss? or less. 
but they still suck. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has the best off, QB to inter- he has he has the best touchdown to interception ratio in the entire league, but nobody uh, talks. Uh, Mike Zimmer is a certified. <laughs> I don't get that. Why does Justin Jefferson continually continuously get mad at Kirk Cousins when he's literally probably a top five quarterback numbers wise? Yeah, constantly gets because they're losing games because he he's open on every too. play, so he could be putting up. He had 11 for 182 and a touchdown. Just because you have a touchdown, yeah. Yeah. Just you, you have a good T to INT ratio doesn't mean you have a good completion percentage. Because and, he um, could have 20 for 300 and four. And on top of that, you're talking about a team like the Vikings where they have a great pass sucks, game, though. which we just established three seconds ago, and they also have a run game. And they still struggle offensively sometimes. So that's not that's not Kirk's fault. That's freaking the defense's fault. His well, completion percentage is also at six. Cousins has is gone. also at sixty eight percent, which is very above average. He gets mad at Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins goes on these these ta- these these streaks in games where he just fires at KJ Osborne like for like three straight drives, and then he's like gets pissed at him. He's like, "What are you doing? Throw it to me. I'm open." Because Kirk Cousins has a oh, find the open receiver. Issue. He yeah. just gets lucky when I throw the picks. He just he has a lot of the you know what the f moments exactly and during every single game a lot also, a lot I of them. Speak, he just gets bailed out. There's not turnovers, but he just he, but they're bad yeah. throws. I want to I want to speak a little bit on the defense and specifically the last play. So when you're when you're defending and it's the last play of the game and you oh and the the offense has to go to the. And the offense has to go to the end zone, right? Why don't you have six guys in the end zone? Well, they they did have six guys in the end zone. The problem is, why are you halfway into the end zone? You're you should be at the line. You should be at the goal line, and then advance backwards once receivers advance backwards. They were sitting halfway into the end zone, and then the stupid Lions receiver just does a little hitch. Sits at the goal line and he catches the game-winning touchdown. Yeah, and I like I like to throw in there that the Lions receiver that caught the ball, Amon Ross St. Brown, to that point had like nine catches, and the Vikings still neglected to cover him. And he had like he was like the leading receiver in that game for the Lions, and it wasn't even close. Yet Minnesota still yeah. neglected to cover him and left him wide open, and he ended up with ten catches for eighty-six yards in the game-winning touchdown. Like he's clearly being targeted. Why aren't you covering him? At least him. What are you afraid of Khalif Raymond? Are you afraid of that guy? Seriously? He did Jack Squat. What are you afraid of? I, I get I'm cover Hawkins first and foremost, but then go to the guy who's being targeted the most. Just play the favorites with Jared Goff. Cover the guy that's being targeted the most. He played in the like the softest of a zone. It was kind of hilarious. It was so bad. It was so stupid. It was bad. And they got um, leaders there. They got Harrison Smith, Eric Hendricks. They got leaders, good leaders yeah. defensively that just did not lead. At the end, on that last drive, you let the Lions march down and win the game on you. The Lions, all right, they they haven't done that all year. How you let them do that? That's on your leaders defensively. It's on your coaching staff, and it's also on just bad. But it's on everybody. Like you, that can't happen. Not to the Lions, and yeah. not like that. It's one thing if they march down and punch in from the one yard line. So, all right, you guys just suck defensively. You just broke down. But to lose like that, where you give up like a twenty yard completion in the end zone as time expires. Oh, you can't do that. Trash. Um, does anyone else have anything to say about football? Well, I'm going to speak more about football, but does anyone have any other? Not really. I mean, the Chargers destroying the bank. The Bengals this year well, are either destroying <laughs> teams or getting destroyed themselves. 
There was a the point Bengals in that game where right the Bengals were going to win when they came back down 24 Yeah, I know. And I was like, bro, and then the Chargers end up blowing them. Bro. Like their, their last four games, <laughs> lost by 19, bro. win by 31, win by, Those what is that, 29, bro. and lost bro. by 20. I can't do math. 25. Like those are not close games at all. They're either getting blown yeah. out or blowing just, people out. And then they beat the Ravens 41 17. Like that's very, that's very similar. That's very similar to the Chargers. They're both very inconsistent this year. Yeah. Although the Bengals are more. It just differs week to week. The Bengals yeah, are like, definitely more. The inconsistent. Chargers lose and win, but they lose and win close games back-to-backs like but the Bengals are yeah. just like get blown out blow people out. yeah get blown out blow someone out. like i don't get it yeah very confusing um so if we're all finished with that i think we'd move on to uh you know some cues with 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 your boy q cues with q um i told you guys i told you i that's sick you should keep it on there that's pretty cool all right nick I told you to think about this before, so hopefully you got one in the bank. Who's your big four player of the week? My big four player of the week is Mr. Bryce Young in Alabama. Absolutely tearing up Georgia in a big game to secure Bama's spot in the cultural playoff. Not only that, but to secure him a one seed and then probably secure him the favorites to win, which they are right now. So Bryce Young absolutely balling out against that great Georgia defense. There you go. All right. I don't know where Brian is, so Luke. Bye. All right. Mine is Bing Bong, F your life. Oh wait, go go ahead, Brian. Have Brian go. Have Brian go. Yeah, Brian, Brian, go. Go Question? ahead. What's your who's your big four player of the week? Mac Jones's professional handoff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean nice. 46 times. Pretty elite. Well, actually, no, 40, 41 times. Because he snuck it at the yeah. Mac Jones, I mean, he controlled the offense. It was pretty impressive. Um I don't know. I gotta think of one. This is hard. This is a hard question every time. Had, had. Um, Bryce Young was pretty good. It's... Nope. Already taken. Oh, already taken. That? Come on, Brian. Page. I was. He's the only one. The oh, Pash. Nick. Nick Page. is the only one that's gone, and he's um came. Thinking college. Uh, that Oklahoma State game stunk. Take um, Tom Brady. Tom Brady's a- <laughs> Brady's a beast. Um, I'm gonna go Gianni Unitas. <laughs> uh, Jordan speaking Gianni Henry Unitas and playing from the wrong team. Oh my Johnny god. Johnny Uranus. Johnny Unitas. Um, I got Joe Namath. I got uh, Joe Montana. Hey, so Joe. Pam Pritchard. What? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Kid pop for t- for twenty points in like a minute and a half. Fast PP. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Luke. Nickname. Let's hear. Let's hear your. Obscure... All right, mine is Alfonso Plummer from Illinois. Juan Damian Christopher. <laughs> what? Alfonso Plummer, <laughs> Andre Corbello out with a concussion. Dude's averaging twenty three and a half over the last the five games, mustache. shooting fifty percent from three. <laughs> no, it's not the guy with the mustache. No, says Curbello's the kid with the, the mustache. With, come, Curbello's the one with. The I said, mustache, says bro. the kid with the mustache. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He's just been cooking five and zero for uh, Illinois. Illinois. He's had Illinois. he's twenty four. shooting fifty percent. What happened to Kofi? Yeah, uh, he's still Kobe cooking. Cockburn. Still cooking. I mean, he's averaging like what 20, 20, 
23, 24, 22. He's averaging 22. Oh, damn. He's averaging 20. I'll, I'll, I'll round up. He's Ew. averaging 23 Ew. and 12. Evan Durant. Wow. Yeah, he's cooking too. But Alfonso Plummer, watch out for the plumber. No freaking. Oh my god. Uh, fix your back. All right, all right. Go ahead, Andrew. <laughs> all right. Um, honorable mention to TJ Watt. Kid was a piece. Brian. Nick, shut up. Kevin. Um. <laughs> um. I'm gonna go with the guy that was not on the stat sheet, but he got the job done. A lot of runs in the game. Give me Jakob Johnson Yuck. as my big four player of the week. Yak was an absolute my big Yak. He was a beast. Yak. He was the the Yak man. So I was the only one that had legitimate player of the week. <laughs> I think Big Yak and Big Talk should meet. Facts. All right. Next question, Nick. Nick, who is a clown bag of the week this week, in your opinion? Jordan Poyer. I am Jordan Poyer. Captain of the Buffalo Bills, <laughs> and I am an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, like, what the heck was that? Wait, he said that? Weird. That's my clown bag of the week, Jordan Poyer. Also leaving an interview after being called, after being after being uh, embarrassed by the media. Because mm-hmm. he was embarrassed, because the Bills suck, and they couldn't defend the run, even though they crap. knew it was coming. So yeah, Jordan Poyer, my clown bag of the week, for two reasons. Alcoholic and embarrassment. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, Jag. I mean... Jag. I said it in the previous section. It's my guy, Jordo and Henrik. (laughs) (laughs) They they teed off from the wrong box. (laughs) They teed off from the wrong box. Wait, didn't didn't they tee off? It wasn't the box that they teed off on farther away. <laughs> yeah, no, that was far away because it was down the box That was the tee for the previous for the practice round and for the three prior <laughs> rounds. But they changed it and used that box for the whole seventeen and used a different one for whole nine. So they just assumed they went to. But the big sign that said number seventeen on it wasn't clear enough. And then, like, <laughs> you have to watch the interview. And then Spieth like didn't have honors to tee off first, but he was going to tee off first. And then his caddy was like pick up the ball and Stenson was like, dude, don't hit your balls two inches in front of the T marker. You're going to get a penalty. Like, it was all over the map. <laughs> they were, one T box, right? They were, yeah, this is all in the same T box. They were all just, Oh my God. When the rules official told them, yo guys, the thing like, is speed that the freaking fairway too. Yeah. Well, which he, he never does. That, that tournament did not go very well. Um, that last by five shots. <laughs> well, yeah. 20 top 20. Right. Well, there's only 20 <laughs> people in the field. <laughs> the rules official was like yeah guys wrong box two-stroke penalty they're like can we just leave and go to the airport (laughs) first group out who cares um well mine kind of has to be the university of florida's basketball team for losing to owen seven texan southern as the 20th at home at home Uh, texas southern that was kind of true. Texas Southern comes to town, haven't won a haven't won a freaking game, and then he gets 17 pieced. <laughs> no hey. shot. It was 15 <laughs> pieced, but that's all right. Yeah, it's my clown bag. All right. Uh my clown bag, I don't know if you saw this at all. Probably if you watch ESPN. Uh my clown bag of the week is Gino Ariema. Um you're up by oh, 18. Okay. <laughs> was this the year? You're up by 18. Thing? Yeah, you're up by 18 against Notre Dame and your best players in the game, Paige Beckers. And then she now she's out six to eight weeks because she was in the game and she has a fracture in her kneecap. 
Paige Bookers. Yeah, that's kind of trash. Paige Buckets. Yeah. She she is she's pretty she's pretty freaking nasty. So that that's gonna be tough for UConn. But uh yeah, Cloudbag, why 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 are you in the game? Why why is she in the game? I don't I don't understand. Yo, no, um, I am Jordan Poyer, captain of the Buffalo Bills, and I am an alcoholic. <laughs> okay. And I just got two twenty pieces on right. the ground. <laughs> Freaking jag. <laughs> All right, Nick. Who in the NFL at this moment, after week thirteen, is the most overrated team? In the NFL. Oh, right now, right now, right now. The Los Angeles Rams are the most overrated team in the NFL. I'm going to say this. I said it earlier at the beginning of the season. I have no faith in that defense. I don't. I have no faith in that defense. Their defense has not shown up recently. Oh, and and by the way, that offense has zero identity whatsoever. Are you a? They they work. They come in the league. Todd Gurley, ground and pound. Use that for the pass. Jared Goff's never a quarterback. They get Matthew Stafford. They go these deep threats. They try and throw it deep. They're turning the ball over. They don't have an identity. They have a great running back in the backfield, Daryl Henderson, who they never use, it seemingly, never use effectively. That He gets seems to get five, six yards of carry. I am taking the Los Angeles Rams. They're in a very, very tough conference. I think especially within the NFC, they are extremely overrated. They are not feared. Brian? Mic drop. Oop. Um... They're still overrated because people think they're good. Buffalo, <laughs> they suck. <laughs> and they play Tampa next week. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then they play, and then the Patriots after that. They could be 500. <laughs> they lose to the Pats. They might be 500. They lose to the Pats just to go play the guy that went 32 and three against them in 19. You Super Bowl pick might be freaking seven and seven. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Luke. Uh, I don't know if this counts as overrated right now, but I'm gonna like they were overrated when they're good. But the freaking Raiders—they've lost four of their last five. That's a little five. bit there, bud. They stink. They <laughs> the Raiders are kind of no. That's no. That's why I said not now. Like when they were good, like they were what well, five and one early in the season. Ago. Fine, fine. You want, let me to freaking think of another one, Nick. Yeah, Jag. Christ. Overrated at the moment, not the six and six team in the ten seed. That's why I said. <laughs> That's why I said. That's why I said early in the season. That's why I said early in the season. Uh, well, guess what? It ain't earlier in the season. Bro, you know who I think super overrated? The Jacksonville Jaguars. They're so overrated. They beat the Bills. They're on cloud nine. They're so overrated. <laughs> My balls. My balls. They come to jail every weeks. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I wasn't prepared to be criticized for my... Yeah, because no one takes the Raiders seriously. You give the Raiders to Pats, they blow them out 41 nothing. They have the best chance at freaking beating the motherfucking... But the Ravens, they stink. There aren't, like, a lot of overrated teams because people know, like, what teams are now. Uh, It's a lot easier to do in the beginning of the season when you're, like, Wow, this team won like three games to start the season, but they're way overrated. They're not going to be good anymore. Kind of know what teams are. Uh... While we're young, the New England Patriots are overrated. Take him from the meeting. Podcast over. 
bro. They just beat the Bills, bro. Luke needed proof. Luke goes, I need proof. I need to see him beat the Titans and yeah, the Bills. And that's they, proof. Well, guess what they did? They beat the Bills and the Bills. They're a Super Bowl contender. Uh, do I believe that the Patriots are overrated? No. But this is a podcast and we like entertainment. So I'm going to try to do my best to argue it. A lot of people think that they are running away with the AFC at this point. I don't think they can run away with the AFC. I think they got to go through a lot of tough teams. Indy's pretty good. Tennessee, we mentioned it before, even Kansas City. I don't see them running away with the AFC. They still have a lot of tough tests in the playoffs once they get to the playoffs. Why you let the AFC beat up on the, the AFC? Patriots well, we just vibe at the top. Enjoy our bye week like Patriots we do every year. Look, who's your weed guy? Hook me up with him. Because he sure is giving me the good stuff. Patriots <laughs> Nick, Nick, right. uh, I'm going to say something really quick. I disregard 99% of the things Nick says about the Patriots because this dude overreacts about the smallest things ever. Mr. <laughs> one play loses the game mentality. If they Get lost the freak the game, out of here with If that. they lost that game, dude, I would go for the Keel Harry's freaking no, house. No, it's if because they lost that game. That, if they that, lost that game, we'll go for his That's house. fine. You could have done that. But Nick is the most overreactive person on the planet. So I, I, 90, I think 99% of the things he says about the Patriots are invalid to me. That's yeah. my point. So. Okay, so, yeah, so in conclusion, in conclusion well, Luke thinks that the most overrated team is Nick Parga. Yes. <laughs> Nick's the most overrated <laughs> analyst on the planet. Dude, freaking sucks. Yeah, and you uh, Jake, peace. The most, the most overrated team, in my opinion, they've been getting a lot of talk because they've been on this stupid win streak against no one. A New England. And this Patriots. is this is this is a team that has lost to Jacksonville, Atlanta. The Dolphins are not real. The Dolphins are not real. The Dolphins are not real. Let's look at the let's look at the five game. Let's look at the. Let's look. Let's look at well, they're gonna be the Patriots in Miami. Dude, are, you are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look, who's your weed guy? I'm telling you, I want some Nick. of that. Hey, guy, shut up. Are you high? Nick, what? have you have you heard have you heard the stuff that, that that they've been saying about the Miami Dolphins? They're saying no. that they're gonna sneak it to the playoffs. They said that they're gonna be like they're gonna do all this stuff, dude. They have played and beaten in their win streak. The Texans, the Ravens, Ravens suck. The Jets. The Panthers and the Giants. The Ravens. Oh, you said the Ravens. Ravens suck, though. Yeah. I, I, I remember myself saying Ravens suck. So, yeah. I thought you said Ravens. Um, I was like, bruh. No. Well, they do suck, But, yeah. They, they have been getting some – they have been getting some talk with the, with the ESPN analysts, and I'm not having it. I'm just going to put it out there. All right. Next one. No, they're not. Go pets. All right. (laughs) Who's all right, Nick? Who's the most underrated in the NFL right now? At this moment, right now. The Indianapolis Colts are the most underrated team in the NFL right now. I've been in that nine seed. They can run the ball. They can control time possession, and their defense can force stops and get turnovers. The nine seed? I told, I said earlier in this podcast, I'd be worried about the Colts because they can run the ball so well, because they can control time possession, because they can force turnovers. I'm war. I'm a little worried about the Colts. I have no faith in that passing game, but I am still a little worried about the Colts. By the way, Carson Wentz has really cut down the turnovers this year, um, but I'm still worried about the Colts a little bit. They're in the back of my mind, 
Um, we're going to find out this week if New England can stop John Taylor, which I think they will. Because they beat the, what, them, the Colts are Because I said, it. I talked about earlier in this podcast a couple, like several episodes ago about the Patriots being able to bounce back after something bad happens. Well, they got crushed on the ground for Tennessee. <laughs> I think that's the last thing Indy wants yeah. because New England's going to be able to look back on that recent film and game plan better for ten, for Indianapolis's run game. But I'm still a little afraid of the Colts. I think every other team should be. The Colts are on a little bit of a heater. I'd be afraid of Indianapolis. See, the best right. part about Indianapolis is when the Patriots beat them, they're going <laughs> to get eliminated because then they play the Cardinals in Arizona. Yeah, good luck. Eliminated. I think they're underrated, though. If they, had, if, they had, if they had, like, their easy ride at the end of the season like they have now and they're at this point in the season, I think they'd be a real threat. I think there's oh, an underrated oh. team. I'm not scared of them necessarily, but I'd rather not have to deal with them in the playoffs, just that run game. Who's underrated? Hmm. Say the pets. Say the pets. Say the pets. That's no. all Brian knows how to do is say the pets. <laughs> He's just a robot. Um, the pets. The I'm going to yeah, go with, go with Fortnite. Play it. It's a great game. They sponsor us. Is by it the good? Way. Actually, you guys play it. it is bad. It's really bad. It's bad. You think, for, you think Fortnite's bad? Back. Oh, it's bad. Oh, oh, yeah, bad. it's good. I thought you said it's bad. good. It's, it's good. good. It okay, is good. Okay, 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 okay. Might have to hop on that, when I get that, to play. That but... is good. Good okay. dogs. Good. Okay. good. All right. Who's your underrated team, Ben? Oh, um, honestly, <laughs> I can't take this next this next seven seriously. I think it's gotta be the Cardinals. Bro, <laughs> yes, yes, I was yes. Say that. Underrated. I swear to God, Nick Parga only looks at the power rankings well, and doesn't well, listen to credit. anything. They're getting credit for being good. Dude, the only two teams that, that are talked about in the NFC are the Bucks. And the Packers. Yeah, but the only no team one talk talks about in the NBA is the Lakers, but no one, no one thinks the Warriors are overrated or underrated or the Suns Nick, are underrated. Nick, like, I'm, I'm you saying, like, li- Nick, you have not listened to anything. I've, I've known that just by the way you've been talking. Brian is correct. The Cardinals are underrated despite yeah, having the best record. Suck one. You need some milk. You need some calcium, bro. What do you mean, brother? You're high. You're high. I want your weed guy, too. I'm going to have a freaking hot box with Luke's weed guy and Q's weed guy. Oh, I can't wait. And Brian's weed guy. I can't wait. I can't wait to get poofed out of my mind this weekend. Jeez Louise. Nick, are you doing bad things at school? No, I'm not. But I'm going to after you three give me your weed guy's number. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work with all the shipping. Michael Banks. I only got so much money here. <laughs> you guys must be on the good stuff. <laughs> I heard I heard shipping's tough. Uh, All right. So well, you guys both are the fucking car. I mean, geez, Lord. Well, I mean, I was going to say the He slept. It slept. It slept. It came out. My bad. We got to put an E next to the episode now. Jesus. Parental advisory. Nick says F word. He had the F slip. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, go. Yeah. No. Oh, wait. Celtics <laughs> Lakers play tonight? By Um, Who cares? Uh, I was going to say the Cardinals, but like now I have to freaking figure it out again. You guys were all going to say the Cardinals? 
I was going to say the Cardinals because, no. dude, they're the most complete team in football. They're and- not underrated, though. I think they're the best team in the league. Yes, they are. Well, so they are, but people aren't talking about it. Um, Dude, everyone says that Green Bay is the best team in the league. Underrated? Dude, there's only one obvious answer. They're coming off of a win. The Texans? They're just going to start rolling. Uh, No, they're eliminated. (laughs) Uh, Underrated. It's probably... It's probably the Chargers, honestly. I mean, I don't think they're very good, but like they have potential. They have a really bad like they play the Giants, Texans, Broncos. So like that and Raiders. So that's kind of a favorable uh, last stretch for them. I don't know. I like Herbert. I'll go. Not confident because my first one was stolen. I just I just can't make a right pick today. I was I was I I had an answer for the wrong question apparently for the first one. Ryan stole my second one. I'm abstaining from Q's with Q for the next episode. I'm 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 done. Go ahead, Andrew. All right. Um I don't know if they'll do any damage. Actually, that's a stupid question. They're not gonna do any damage, but they're in the playoffs right now. They're in the playoff picture. They are at five hundred. Um, but they got a pretty easy schedule. They got all division games. Um, I don't care that two of them are against Dallas. Yeah, the football team. I don't care if two of them are against Dallas. Dallas is not Everything good. Everything we not got good. is in this room. They like uh, that. They like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy just lost to the Lions, Nick. H. Yeah, but he did when he was in the football team. Actually, the Redskins yeah. at the time. The Skins. Cowboys. Skins. Cowboys. Eagles. Cowboys. Eagles. Giants. That's their five games. They're don't six sleep on the right Eagles now. with Minshew. Yeah, don't sleep on the birds with Minshew back. Minshew mania. Don't nah, sleep on the birds. Jalen Hurts. God. Let him fly, oh baby. God. Let him fly. Hurt. Let him fly. Let him go. They play Jalen Hurts over Gardner Minshew. They game. won't win a game the rest of the season. Jalen Hurts. One game. Gardner Minshew. Good game. He's good. If they do, good. if they play Hurts over Minshew, they won't win a game the rest of the season. He's good. All my friends fully agree with it. They hate Jalen Hurts more than anything. No, that's not true. You have no idea what's going on in Philly. Andrew said you only know Pats. Go Pats. Yeah, you know nah, Pats. I I talk to Eagles fans all the time. They hate it more than anything. Jalen Hurts is a bum. Well, then come to New England. We can do a double quarterback. That's funny. All my Eagles fans love Jalen Hurts. I like. I live Hurts. with too many. I like Jalen Hurts. All right, wait. All wait, I hear about oh, yeah, Andrew 20, 2017, That's all I hear. They don't oh, get over so it. Stupid. I got, I got, I got one more, and this is like it doesn't have to do with sports. Um, I'm gonna start off with Luke because he brought one up earlier that he might want to share again. Um, Luke, this is this is just like it could be as broad as you want. What is one hot take that you have at the moment? Oh, is it the marshmallow? Just just a hot take. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna (laughs) just. I'm gonna think of a better one. Uh, because that one's like, because like marshmallows, bro. Ugh. marshmallows are good. Grind my gears, bro. Hot they, take. Marshmallows how? suck, but another hot take. Yeah, Brian, go ahead. I'm gonna think of another. Giving sucks. That's a take. Not, not if you yes. have ribs, brisket, yes. and wings. It was freaking elite at the freaking oh? Spring Perlman household. Shut up, Nick. Yeah, traditional, no, everyone. Traditional asked. Thanksgiving dinner is so bad. It's almost it so trash. It's almost inedible. 
My balls. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have any? Nick, do you have one? Yeah. Garlic bread sucks. Oh, that's garlic hot. Bread sucks. Wow. Ooh. I hate garlic wow. bread. I had one experience with garlic bread where I piled all the garlic into the center of the bread. I took a bite into it. All I've been to was straight garlic and I almost puked. Ooh. I am not a big garlic bread guy. I never have been. Garlic bread can eat a nut. I don't want garlic bread. That's a hot take. Wow. What's yours, Andrew? Luke, you're a big garlic bread guy? Um, I had it tonight with my freaking fettuccine Alfredo with bacon sprinkled on it. It It's actually kind of slapped. Yeah. 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 Garlic garlic bread. I bet you loved it. Yeah, that was at the dining hall, too, Brian. That was at the dining hall. All right, go ahead, Andrew. Um, Hmm. What's a, what's a, what's a super hot take? Empty. What a pathetic super organization. Super hot. Bye. All right. What's, what's a hot take? I'm trying to keep it within, within the sport of football because that's, that's what I typically, uh, I just want to like show the pot right now. But I'm not um, I'm going to, I'm going to say it. Oh, I have a hot take. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. You already said your hot take, you um, slice. But it didn't count. Justin Jefferson? Top five. That's not. Uh, I agree with that. Well, I mean, I'd be hot for other people. I agree five. with that. I can. Top five. Tay. I think. I think he bumped. I think he bumped Tyree Kill. I think he bumped in and bumped Tyree Kill out. Agreed. Agree. Agree. Bang. Good. 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 Really good. I think he jumped in and Tyree Kill. Tyree Kill is my top five star of the season. I think he jumped in. Tyree jumped out. There you go. And by the way, Deontay Johnson trending way up. Deontay's top ten. Mm. Deontay drops in, Mr. Two drops all year, top ten. But that's besides the Jay Jefferson, Jay Jetta's top five. Better. I love that. That's good stuff. That's good dogs. That was a uh, non-hot take, though. By the way, that was hot. Dude, that's, I would pretty consider hot. him top three, maybe even number one. Okay, you're cooked. That's, what? Tough. that's a hot take. You're taking Tim him over. D Hop, D Hop, Adams. I'm trying to think of somebody Cooper else. Cooper Cup. He's right there with them. <laughs> Cooper Cup, Debo Samuel. Cooper Cup. Oh, we're just talking top five fancy? What are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> we're just listening to top five fancy guys? Okay, who cares? Alexander Madison. Your mother's ass. Uh, I don't know if this hey, is hot. Yo. I don't know if this is a hot take, but everyone knows I hate it. Freaking birthdays suck. Were they oh, suck? happy birthday, Luke. Birthdays <laughs> is that your birthday it's your anniversary of your birth you weren't born doesn't oh doesn't fr- oh, freaking birthdays got you off. look happy birthday shut up <laughs> shut up you know i don't know jag piece i've been smoking i'm kidding how much did it come with <laughs> 20 bucks no, like 13 oh, all right. Does anyone else have anything else? Are we done here? Uh, here I'll, 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 I'll give me a stat. Yay! This has been going for a while. I'll give you a stat. I have a, I have a freaking stat. Hold on, let me freaking pull it up. You can also pull one up. I, I'll give you a freaking. Pull it out. Stat. What? Pause. I said pull it up. <laughs> UMass is now four and eighteen in non-conference games away from UMass under hey, yo. their current coach Matt McCall. I asked Nick. I, I was actually asked. did not know who you said. 
Oh, well, I can't freaking distinguish what the who means because <laughs> you always say who. Who end up like uh, actually who? Freaking UMass is now 4-18 and in non-conference games away from Amherst under Matt McCall, who's their current freaking coach. Equals That's bad. awesome. That's awesome. Bad. All right, go ahead, Andrew. They right, tee up the stat. glass. The bank is open on a Tuesday. Yeah, screw you, Nick. Hi, Brian. Hi, <laughs> Brian. Stat time. I know Brian's not going to like this one because he doesn't like Marvel movies and he thinks they're stupid. Oh, that was about John Rom. Brian doesn't have a life no. outside of uh, something, a ball being thrown around a, a field. Pets, that's pets, that's a fact. Pets, 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 socks, pets, socks, pets, socks, pets, socks, pets, socks. All right, all right. Revs, Jordo, Jordo. Chicken Pam. So, bro, Tatum is cooking, baby. Three for three from beyond the arc. Yeah, suck it, Nick. I'm not watching the game. I think it's slapped. He's got eleven in the game already. Four for four. Whoop, he's going for 60. <laughs> Suck a page. In the Shoot. Bronx, <laughs> God damn it. Suck one, Lakers. Right. Crypto.com arena. Uh, wow, shit. Horford hitting threes. That's, Where's that Tatum? That might have been Tatum. I wasn't even looking. They're down six. That's where I right, go, Andrew. All right. So. I, at least 75% of us have seen Avengers Infinity War, where um, the Avengers had a it one in 14 million 605. Sir. Brian just got put in his seat real quick. I don't know what the hell <laughs> happened. Right. One, one out of one in 14 million 605 chance of defeating Thanos, which means there was, it was 57,140 times more likely to win against the universe's great threat that the Lions to make the playoffs, the current odds being roughly one in eight with uh, one, two, with three commas. So that's what? One in 800 billion? It's still That's possible. their chance to make the playoffs. So you're saying there's a chance. Wait, so it's like 50 Wait. times more greater than, than being Thanos? Uh, 57, 140 times as much as high. <laughs> Sucks to be a Lions fan. Sucks to be a Lakers fan. Imagine having a 98. Jason Tatum's hack. I don't care. I don't care. Brian. Imagine having a 98% chance to make the playoffs like the. Okay. Are we done here? My balls. Okay. Uh, Thank you guys for listening. Oh, wait. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Go Pats. Go Pats. Um, Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> Whatever. Nick doesn't have to be a part of the final thoughts because he sucks. All right. Uh, go Pats. That's basically where we're at. Go Pats. Go Brian. Pats. Go Pats. Brian, go Pats. Go Pats and Celtics are back. They're back. The offense is <laughs> Go Pats they and Rock Chack Porter War on Saturday. 130. Jeez, Colin. Wait, wait, time out, time out, time out, time out. It says that the score is 14 to 8, and Jason Tatum has 14 points. Yep. Wow. Five, four for four from three, baby. Woohoo! Tatum Tatum at Staples Center. Well, now, whatever it's called. Crypto.com Arena. Crypto.edu. 
Fight.com arena. He's nasty. He's gross. And the best part is Celtics are back. The offense is hot. All they needed was a West Coast trip to get hot. Wait, why they had to run into the damn Jazz who scored 27 threes. Hold on, why are there no... Is the Bucks game already sold out? Why the heck does SeatGeek say that there are no tickets? The Bucks game? You want to buy some tickets right now, Luke? No, it's not like twenty bucks. That's what I was looking at. Bucks game on. I don't know why you see Geek. Oh yeah, I mean no. There's what? There's so freaking many still. The twenty five bucks. Wait, is this for Monday? Twenty seven on uh, Ticketmaster with fees. Sorry, hold on. With fee, the with fees price is 33. 3186. For Vivid? For seat for Ticketmaster. Oh, wait, what? 305, row 10. Yeah, I have that as 6667. That'd be 33, right? Divided by two. Math. All right. <laughs> you guys for listening Mine is just saying what it's oh you can't even see it. Probably. And Twitter at the big four underscore podcast. We will see you sometime get down, next week. Let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. We've had a million, million nights just like this.